Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, the 15th of February. Today, our aerial hopes fall flat in Beijing, Smith's concussion concerns to keep him out of the Sri Lanka series, and a Carlton Young star singing the blues. But first... The Super Bowl is arguably the greatest show on earth. And yesterday, Super Bowl 56 delivered. The Super Bowl has come back to Los Angeles! I mean, when The Rock is your opening hype man, you're off to a pretty good start. And then you follow it up with one of the all-time great halftime shows filled with more hip-hop royalty than my brother's CD stacker back in the early 2000s. Oh, and there was a game of football too. Stafford going to the end zone, reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. The LA Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals played out a seesawing tussle at the $7 billion SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles yesterday, but ultimately it was a Hollywood ending for the Hollywood team. But the Rams were built to win the Super Bowl and they have sealed the deal. The Rams claiming their first Super Bowl win since the team relocated from St. Louis with a 23-20 win over the Bengals and the Rams all-conquering wide receiver Cooper Cup claiming MVP honours. Pass. Got it. Touchdown. And I'm happy for Cooper. I'm less happy for Rams coach Sean McVay, who at age 36 became the youngest Super Bowl winning coach in history. And I'm unhappy because I'm two years older than Sean. And now I'm left with feelings of inadequacy and failure. So thanks for nothing, Sean. But congratulations. Laura Peel, the woman who carried the Australian flag into the opening ceremony of the Winter Olympics in Beijing, also carried the hopes of a nation into the women's aerials finals last night. Laura Peel, she's gone back. She just wheeled wheeled out on that landing. I'm not sure it's going to be good enough, Jackie Cooper. It's an iffy thing. That audio courtesy of Australia's official Olympic broadcaster, Channel 7, and unlike compatriot Daniel Scott, Peel did enough to qualify for the Super Final, giving her a one-in-six shot at a gold medal, or a one-in-two shot at a medal of any colour, I think. I was never very good at fractions. Anyway, let's see how she went. Her Olympic dream comes down to this. No. It's not the outcome Peel had hoped for. It's not the outcome Australia had hoped for. Everybody falls the first time. Yes, unfortunately for Peel, China turned out to not be the medal-winning Winter Wonderland she'd been hoping for, as she explained to Channel 7 after the event. I'm just disappointed, you know. I can jump a lot better than I did tonight. Um, But I guess that's the sport, and... I was happy to see some big jumps on the podium. I'm happy to see the way the women's sport's progressing. The podium was a lot more difficult than the last Olympics, so I think we're moving in the right direction and and I'm proud to have been a part of that. And with that, it looks like Australia's final medal tally for the Games will finish at four, which still makes it our most successful Winter Olympics ever. Tonight, Australia and Sri Lanka will go head-to-head in the third T20 international of the five-game series between the two sides. But one man won't be taking the field tonight for the Aussies. Geez, taking it! I reckon that's going to clear the lot! Oh, Oh, what do we see? I don't know if Smith saved it, or he hit his head in the process. In Sunday night's second T20 at the SCG, Steve Smith attempted to pull off a miraculous fielding effort, diving headlong over the boundary fence to toss the ball back into play. 
Unfortunately for Smith, the six was awarded and he came off second best. Smith's in all sorts of trouble. It was an amazing hit, but put the game to the side. Steve Smith has come down really, really hard here. Yeah, someone should tell Smithy that Sandpaper Gate happened like four years ago and that we've pretty much forgiven him for the whole thing, so there's no need to throw himself headfirst into the turf moving forward. Regardless, he'll now miss the remainder of the series against Sri Lanka. I must have hit my head harder than I thought. But he did take to Twitter yesterday to say that while his head has felt better, he'll be okay and should be right to board the plane when the team flies out to Pakistan in two weeks. Walsh, here he is. Straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? Sam Walsh, the man many considered to be not only the next captain of Carlton, but also the player most likely to lead them back to the Holy Land of Finals, a place they haven't visited since 2013. It's just been so long. Unfortunately, Walsh will be merely a spectator for at least the first month of the upcoming season after suffering a syndesmosis injury that will require surgery. The injury typically has a six to ten week recovery period, meaning Carlton will be without one of their strike weapons to begin the season. And that is your fast fun hit of sport for Tuesday the 15th of February. I'm Liam Flanagan and if I can leave you with one piece of advice, make sure you favourite the scorecard on Spotify or subscribe on whatever other podcast platforms you're using to listen to the podcast so you can guarantee you get your fast fun hit of sport every day and you're not stuck on the sidelines like Sam Walsh. That makes things easier, huh? I like the way you think. Catch you tomorrow on the scorecard. Listener.